Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back. How y'all been? Oh my gosh. You know. Busy. busy. Yes. Life happens. How's 2020 treating you so far? Um, you mean 2019 2.0? Bruh. Because that's January what January was. was I mean, <laughs> February is questionable too. I mean, it might be oh my like God. 2019. No. February Point has two. been a little. It's been February better. February has been better for me. Yeah. Yeah. But Jan- that January felt like two years. That thing was rough. Yeah. It was long. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. It like, was just a lot. I'm dealing with the same shit from last year. I don't understand. It's and it's not like, that's not why we haven't been around. Like, we had some technology issues oh, yeah. that we had yeah. to figure out. Some unexpected Some ones. unexpected ones. Just stupid things yeah. that we had no control over. So, know that we did not disappear on purpose. Right. Or take this long to come back yeah. on purpose. No, not at all. Um, So, we hope to stay consistent like we said before. That's our goal. That's our goal. We're going to stick to it. We're going to stick to it. So, we're back. We here. <laughs> <laughs> We are back, and we actually uh, this week just launched a new campaign. Yeah, yeah. So we're super excited about it. It'll go from now through like the first half of March, mm-hmm. and it's called Black and Woman, mm-hmm. and it's just all about exactly what it says, what it's like to be black, and what it's like mm-hmm. to be a woman, and everything in between, like. Um, just how the world kind of perceives us and tries to interpret us mm-hmm. or change us or, um, you know, make us out to be things that we aren't, but also tries to put us in a box and give us life and scenarios and situations and things that we don't deserve at the same time. So we're going to be tapping into that over the next four weeks. Yeah. And we're just really, really excited about it. So if you do not follow us already, definitely get plugged in um, at Strength the She on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, for that matter. Uh, and if you've never been to our blog or didn't even know we had a blog, hey, we're shenanigans, but we're also the Strength of She. So <laughs> check out the thestrengthofshe.com. We'll be uploading new content over the next few weeks, and you do not want to miss it, as well as some freebies. So. Yes. Definitely check those out. So that's my commercial for the day. But. I like that. That was <laughs> nice. That was nice. All right. We're just going to hop right into our episode. Hop right in. The icebreaker for this week. If somebody put a gun to your head oh and boy. they told you to rap a song from word, word to word, bar for bar, mm-hmm. got to get it perfectly. Mm. What song would you rap? Well, you know, not too long ago, I used to be a rapper, so oh. it would probably be one of my songs. Oh, okay, I didn't know you this. Know. Didn't didn't know this at oh, all. Yeah. Um, what was your rap name? 
J Money. Oh. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm just playing. So the song that I would rap <laughs> would be Drake, of course. of course, and it would be Worst Behavior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. We going in on that song. Your rap name oh. should be Yennefer. Yennefer. <laughs> it really it should. should be Yennefer. Bro, I'm about to make you a shirt and it's going to say Yennefer. Oh it really is. Aisha, what song would you rap? Oh my gosh. I lit. Oh, you know what? The box, for sure. Eat, ooh, eat, ooh. The windshield wipers. <laughs> I know that shit. Front. No, what? <laughs> the box. What is that? What? The box. The box. You don't know the box. You know I the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put a stick in the box. Who is it behind? Roddy Rich. Um, is it an older song? No. no. Wait. Then when did it come out? Like I'm. It's like, out now. It's like now. number one. It's like the number one song. How do you hear it? Like on the radio? Does it come out on the radio? <laughs> is this a joke? No, I'm about I mean, to play like, it. Ass. I'm about to play it right now. We're gonna get pulled like, off what? for fucking copyright. Just, just for just for a little <laughs> bit. Just to play just a little bit. Jenny, Jenny, how have you never heard this Jenny, is this a joke? When did it come out? Like, very beginning of the year or very end of last year? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I just had a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. It sounds I mean, like a good song, but I have not heard, I have not heard the song before. Jenny, Jenny, you've never heard no. that song. Like, okay, how did y'all hear it? Into I'm, this decade, it's it's been playing everywhere, everywhere, everywhere oh. like where, like, like the radio. Where have you been? I don't listen to the radio. The club. I don't. Go I don't to listen the to the radio bar. either. I don't either. I haven't been to the bar in 2020. Okay, Jenny, how do you hear new music? I'm not sure, how, sister. I, I mean, on, on Instagram, you don't be on there. No, oh my, <laughs> TikTok, no, you don't be on there. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I hear new music. How? Just, out i mean you don't go out other people like from other people i mean on tv you know i mean i have spotify spotify through there it should have come on your spotify unless you only listen to r&b no okay or bricks you know bricks bricks Oh, white bricks. Yeah, I know that song bricks i can sing that whole song yeah i know that song gosh dog jenny I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Y'all talk about me. No, it's different. This song is new. <laughs> exactly why you should know No, me. I'm just saying, like, that's different. Jenny, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it's different. Like, where I haven't been nowhere to hear this song. You don't got to be anywhere to hear this song. Oh, that's the thing. My I don't listen to the radio. God. I don't listen to the radio my, either. I'm in my vehicle, I listen to my playlist. And we'll add it. It's not added. We'll add it to your playlist. Oh, buddy. Cause you need to listen to it. It is quality music. I mean, stream the box. Keep him number one. Okay. Cause Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez was crying that they was not number one. Literally crying on Twitter because of the box. So stream talking the about box. please go stream my song. Please go stream my album. It's so important to me, and I mean, it's just really special. I mean, she made like three tweets oh about yeah. this and a video. Like we we girl. I'm gonna listen to it when I leave. Please, that's your homework. It's <laughs> your only homework. And then come back and say the lyrics. Oh man. It's funny because I mean I like I mean I like all kind of music. I like rap music. I don't see I don't know why I haven't heard it. Okay. 
So my songs, I got two, but one of them is Big Papa by Biggie. I could mm. sing that song in my sleep. Yep. Front to back. Yep. Um, also, Crush on You by Lil' Kim featuring mm. Lil' C's. I know all those words, too. Um, yeah, so I think I would be good. And probably Nicki Minaj, Itty Bitty Piggy, because I mm. definitely know oh. that one, too. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Especially when it comes on at the club. I'll be getting it. All right. So, friends that are listening, <laughs> if you had a gun to your head and somebody asked you to rap a song word for word, you can get it wrong. What song would you pick? You can add us at shenanigans underscore pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, you know, we like to hear from y'all. We <laughs> like when y'all talk to us or whatever. Or oh, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, let's hop right into our hot topic. Yes. So just keeping the spirit of our campaign going. Um, you know, we're celebrating our blackness. Yes. And our womanhood and our black womanhood mm-hmm. all together. Cause you know, them separately is a lot of is totally different entities and yep. then you know put it all together that's a lot that's a lot lot. so let's kick this thing off so when did y'all first realize that y'all were black that you can remember um i mean it was i was very young when i realized it Mm -hmm. because i grew up in a home with like you know a white person so i knew that you know oh yeah my grandmother she dated this white man for a long time so I've I learned something about you every episode. Every episode. Yeah, I called you. See him my, my face. I was like, oh, did I miss this? <laughs> I, did. Or I wanted to make did, sure that I didn't that I just hadn't haven't been listening or something. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I think I knew I knew very early on, and I knew that because of you know, like my mother wasn't really that fond of him, and mm. so she made it clear that you know. He's a white person, you know, you shouldn't like trust white people. Mm. So I think that, I mean, and I'm sure that we'll probably get into some other stuff like throughout the episode and just throughout the campaign. Yeah. Um, but just like my perspective on race and, you know, being a black person and what, you know, white people mean to me in my personal experiences um, will be, I don't know, I guess interesting to kind of dive into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was very young. I mean, probably four, three, yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to like a all black school at first, and then my mom gave me, of course, all black dolls, and she emphasized that I couldn't have no white dolls. And I got black books with black authors, and I was real black. We was black, like. Everything was blacky black, black, black in my house. <laughs> she had black figurines, and which my whole family had like the black figurine mm-hmm, thing going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always knew I was black. I feel like for as long as I could remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember like a specific time of discovering when I was. Uh, I don't remember us ever having a conversation about being black Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like and I was very fair-skinned and so like I just thought everybody just in general 
life look different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. think that I, I ever drew a context. So I don't know when the discovery necessarily was, but I had uh, my aunt Jamila was very um, Afrocentric and like she had renamed herself. Her self, her name was Sashmish Miant, and I don't even know how I. She had like what? renamed herself. Okay. She used to wear like uh, African attire all mm-hmm. the time and just everything. And I had a baby doll and she was very fierce in my mind, a mm-hmm. fair skinned baby doll. She was white. And so <laughs> I used to take this baby everywhere, this little raggedy baby. Mm-hmm. And so we were at Thanksgiving or something. And she's like, um, Nisi Pooh, why do you have <laughs> this white? baby and i was like auntie she's not white she's light-skinned like me and she's like "Mm, she's she's white and i'm like well am i white like because we have the same color yeah so she's like "Mm, mm, mm." and the next holiday she got me an african baby yeah Mm. but for me and i mean the baby was darker than jenny and so for me, it she was made like, sure that baby she was made black. sure the baby was black. <laughs> and I was like, but this baby doesn't look like me either. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's when not just, I knew I was black at that point, but I was very confused about what being black meant and looked like. Yeah. 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 Just like based on color and like, what does that really mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think when, because when I grew up, because when did you realize like your color? Because like being mm. black is one thing, but mm-hmm. then like your mm-hmm. color, what color is, I am? Yeah, it's totally different. I don't know if I ever really realized it because my mom is super light skinned and my dad is super dark skinned, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and so I always grew up, you know, like mm-hmm. with that. And I'm literally the middle shade of both of them. Yeah, and so I never really dealt with light skin issues or dark skin issues because I'm just. In the, in the middle yeah mm-hmm. you're brown as y'all I like am. to tell me i am brown <laughs> what am i tired of you're brown <laughs> oh don't don't lie for shit because you told me i wasn't brown <laughs> i didn't say that we're very close in color okay sis i never said that so <laughs> you maybe just be having a brown day today because sometimes you be looking you peanut butter i said that to you <laughs> You're like peanut butter. I've said that. <laughs> but y'all both, y'all both we're very same, similar. Yeah, very, we're very, yeah. like, almost And like I do back. have pale days. Yeah. I have pale days. Keisha likes to let me know I'm not brown all the time. Like, she corrects me like, on my emojis. Like mocha? Like brown. I mean, you're brown. Mm, we had this whole argument about me not being brown. But see, I know, and it <laughs> depends on which friends I ask. No. You're not, you're like light brown. And that's what I say. And yeah, she's like, no, brown. there's no such thing. Yeah, you're and light I'm like, brown. No, there definitely is a light brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I ever noticed my color. Probably because, I mean, I don't know that I ever focused on it. Right. Because I had, I mean, my childhood best friends were, one was Jenny's color, maybe a little darker than Jenny. The other one was a little white boy from down the street. Mm-hmm. Like, and so... Mm-hmm. For me, it was just, we were all different shaded people. Right. I don't think I ever drew the whole black context. Yeah. 
I don't know. I know I everybody know. in my family no, is different I, colors. I don't know if I really ever. No, I feel the same way. Like I feel like there was never a actual like distinction of oh well that person is this color and i'm this color like mm-hmm, i mean i knew mm-hmm. like i mean i have a sister that's like light skinned mm-hmm. but i mean other than her like the rest of my immediate family were about the same color um i mean some may be like light brown but like all the schools that i went to growing up it was like i mean i was the minority like i was always the minority in my class i was in a mm-hmm. class full of white people and it was probably like me and another black boy mm-hmm. in a class. So it was like either it was just black or white. It was mm. never like different shades of blackness. Gotcha. So yeah. I never really, really, I don't know. I guess like I said, drew the distinction of, oh, well, black people and there's different colors of black people. Yeah. Always either it was white or black people. Yeah. So. I and see my elementary school was black. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember many white students at my elementary school like there may have been two Hmm. like that's how black it was all our teachers were black there were probably i had two white teachers Mm -hmm. one in fourth grade and one in first and that was it Hmm. and so it was like i saw different shades of black all the time so to me it was like everybody looks like this Mm -hmm. because everybody around me is like this yeah i didn't really yeah my teachers were white but everybody i went to school with was black mm-hmm. and then when i switched schools it was like mixed and i was like what's going on here <laughs> but <laughs> some new shit <laughs> some new shit yeah, they're coming out with new people yeah. new releases <laughs> I, I didn't know because everything was black for me but you know I don't know. I feel like society reminds us of our color more than we remind ourselves. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. I don't think anything of it. like yeah. Or other people's for that matter. But then I feel like, um, and I don't know if you were going to go to this, but I feel like um, almost me and Jen, we talked about this the other night. And... Y'all know the running joke because Aisha don't watch black movies. <laughs> like, and Aisha ain't never seen none of the staple black movies and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that's because, I mean, like, my mom's, one of my mom's favorite movies is You've Got Mail. Like, that's just how mm-hmm. we just grew up and we watched everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and it was a lot of black black things I wasn't allowed to watch because she didn't feel like it was appropriate. Yeah. So then... As I started to transition into different types of schools and where I went to a performing arts school where the kids are a little different, mm-hmm. where we're a little bit more preppy mm-hmm. and we listen to, damn, what was them groups called? Like Green Day, all the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, most Green people Day. Yeah. listen to them or yeah. uh, like Evanescence. Is Loved that? Evanescence. Yes. So, yeah. So we were very alternative. Whereas my sister was Bone Thugs and Harmony, mm-hmm. A Ball and MJG. She's like, what the hell is this you're listening to? Yeah. And so I think it started to not, for me, it became like a cultural disconnect mm-hmm. really around that time because it was like, okay, I'm light and people already don't 
consider me mm-hmm. very black when they talk to me and look at me from that lens. Now I got this other thing going on. I think that that just made me real kind of confused about my blackness real young. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did that make you feel like? Like I wasn't black enough. I think a lot of people struggle with yeah. that. Like, yeah. yeah, that was just not black enough. But then it was weird to, I think I started to rediscovering it as I uh as I went into like high school you know when I start to listen to things you know listen mm-hmm. to my own type of music you know without my parents and blah 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 and start watching more things and but to go from that to Butler oh where it was the complete opposite where it was pretty much all white and we had 30 or 60 black students or whatever out of thousands um then I didn't feel (laughs) then I felt too black yeah yeah yes whereas my whole life I didn't feel black enough and now I'm being called ghetto and I'm like but I'm not right so I've just probably I've probably been confused my whole fucking life until I graduated with all that yeah what about you Jenny (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm in the same boat almost and honestly like it's crazy but when we were talking in about this campaign i mm-hmm. think it i had epiphany like <laughs> do i fucking know what it means to be black like i mean it was crazy like i'm yeah. and the thing is it's like you know like i grew up you know being around you know white people mm-hmm. and going to like when i was in elementary being in schools or being in classes with majority white people mm-hmm. and then when i did start going to like schools with a lot of black people i would get like kind of talked about or like I mean I wouldn't necessarily say bully but Mm -hmm. shown some type of treatment by other black people because Mm -hmm. like they would say oh well you're a teacher's pet or da 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 because I wasn't like acting like they were Mm -hmm. like I wasn't being Mm -hmm. bad and I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing this and so it's like at that point and it's like well I mean I'm black too so what does that mean Mm -hmm. you know like I don't know how to act because I'm I mean I thought that you know when you're in school you're supposed to behave but then Mm -hmm. I'm you know I'm getting talked about because I am so I guess I never really knew and then also just growing up like I kind of explained like with my mom like she she never really talked about like what it means to be black or we never really talked about like the black culture I just knew that white people well I never took it out on white people but she like she gave a message of like white people are bad like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't like you shouldn't trust them and stuff like that and so Mm -hmm. that's really all like the diff like that's the only thing that she really differentiated like she didn't talk about everything that black people are Mm -hmm. I mean black people and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's like everything that I kind of knew or learned it was through just like watching people and then like some of the stuff that I learned in school but I mean we know how that goes you don't really truly learn Learn about you know the black culture and history so i mean when i think back about it i mean i think that i was confused most of my life yeah (laughs) and y'all probably did y'all have like black history month stuff at y'all school honestly i don't even remember like i mean Mm. i and at that point i mean i guess we probably did but it probably wasn't a lot because i don't really remember yeah it wasn't it's not yeah i don't really remember it was probably slavery rosa parks 
and Martin, Martin Luther King. King. And that's <laughs> I know. You know what? I, re- I do. I remember Martin Luther King, and that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what me and Keisha were talking about that the other day. Just uh, because so much falls on, like, teachers and administration and administration yes. to make a point to plan for for that type of celebrations mm-hmm. and stuff um, and to acknowledge it. And if they don't, then the kids just won't have that experience. But we used to have all kind of stuff like plays and musical, not yeah. musicals, but you know, like musical selections and, or even if we had Christmas programming, like I was in like, we had to, we had to play reindeer or some shit. This was in elementary school. Had to play reindeer and we did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. but we did The Temptations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like, it, we would still do like traditional holiday things, but we pulled through black culture in other ways. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that like it was talked to, it wasn't identified as this is what we're doing. Yeah. You it just was kind of did it. We along, just did yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that that's the that's probably the only reason I wasn't making the connection. It was like I w- I was living in the culture. We just weren't talking about it because I think adults just assumed that the students and the kids mm-hmm. understood mm-hmm. and were already making those connections on their own, or mm-hmm. they were already being taught at home. And I don't think that that's the case for everybody. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not. Um, so how has the natural hair movement and Black Girls Magic Ooh. and um, like Black Girls Rock, how has it, I guess, increased your confidence for, uh, you know, being a black woman and reminding you of your blackness? Well, I think like the the natural hair like movement, I feel like with that, I feel like when it first became real prominent or people start talking about natural hair um like I guess I kind of felt more confident to become natural yeah um and I never like before being natural it wasn't like oh well I need to straighten my hair because you know like it's too thick or anything like that but just growing up like I would always we would do perms you know right because you didn't want like your edges to be thick but it wasn't because like oh well I want to look like I want my hair to look like a white person's hair. It right. was because I just didn't want to have to deal with the thick, you know, mm-hmm. edges or whatever, or the thickness. Um, and I was never really taught how to, like, manage it or what that would look like outside of, you know, having a perm. So I think that I was able to just gain more confidence and being more comfortable with, like, wearing my natural hair. But, all like, as all of these kind of came about – like, I still really never made that connection. Yeah. You know, it just, like, I don't know, it just happened. Mm-hmm. I think for me, so when I went, so I grew up having this connotation that I had bad hair. Mm-hmm. Because me and my mom have different types of hair. Actually, it's a lot more similar than she probably thinks now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's more coarse. It's more thick. And my mom doesn't know how to do hair. Mm-hmm. So I would get it like braided all the time by other people. Mm-hmm. But I just had this connotation that my hair was bad. And mm-hmm. I couldn't go without a relaxer and all this stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so when I went natural, um, I saw other people who were natural, but the problem was I didn't realize that my hair was still not like that. Mm. I was still seeing people with like very prominent curls mm-hmm. and coils mm-hmm. and my hair doesn't is more coarse than that. Yeah. And it's more like wavy. 
then it is curly. So I still didn't really know what I was doing, but I still felt motivated to like wear my hair because yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be big and dramatic and everything like that. Um, and so, and then I did that and I was like, yeah, no, no, this is working. I can just put it in a puff. So I'm going to lock it. And mm-hmm. that's how I got locks. But, um, also like I, I try not to think negative about like me having that negative connotation because now we have so many more products mm-hmm. and, you know, more technology and YouTube tutorials and stuff like that, that will help us with our hair. Um, so I try not to like, you know, think negatively about my mom because she yeah. put that in my head. And yeah. that was just society like at that time, like, yeah. you know, we didn't know how to fix our hair. Mm-hmm. There was no products for us. There was nothing, no tools or anything like that for us. Um, but I definitely think it helped my confidence as far as my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it just feels good to see like black girl magic, like the actual movement itself. Um, and... I like Black Girls Rock. I didn't know it had been out for as long as it had been out mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, I think it's a good, it's just another good space mm-hmm. for us as black women to just celebrate ourselves. And, you know, you look in the room and you see all these beautiful black people and stuff like yeah. that. So, I, <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, I think with some other things that you mentioned for me, um, you know, over the the few years I've been able to be more confident because like growing up, like I didn't see, you know, like I, I, I saw black women, but it was like always like a struggle living in poverty mm-hmm. and, you know, like right. real, like just, you know, just poor people. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, me associating myself with that and like kind of feeling like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be so hard for me to, like, you know, become who I want to be. Like, is it even possible? And, like, just question myself, like, will I ever be able to do it? Because growing up, I didn't see other, you know, successful, educated black people or black women. And I think, like, just seeing, like, you know, women operate in that kind of space and knowing that there's other people out there that are doing some of the things that I would want to do and being the people that I would, you know, being women that I would probably want to, you know, become, I think it helped me or has helped me kind of know like okay well you know there's another life that I can live and I don't I mean just because I didn't grow up seeing that you know I see it now and I can kind of decide like how I want to move yeah I think that you make a good point with that because um I think a lot of people who are black who uh may not feel black enough depending on their like childhood um especially because with black people we have like this struggle narrative Mm -hmm. attached to us Mm -hmm. and people kind of glorify growing up in a struggle and everybody does not grow up like that right right and so um easily get connected yeah, yeah like yeah or people feel like you aren't black enough because you know you may have grew up in an affluent home where you mm-hmm. just may have had a better childhood and your parents are educated mm-hmm. yeah and they're together yeah and all this stuff like that and um so i think having especially with social media and stuff having these images of black women in these different spaces and platforms is so good for us because you know everybody is not the same with yeah. that struggle mm-hmm. narrative, which i love you know as a whole our culture come from adversity and resilience mm-hmm. i love that yeah. whole narrative too but um i think there's so many sides to being black yeah and i think that sometimes people get lost in the shuffle like mm-hmm. people who are into anime or mm-hmm. you know other things sure. like that yeah. you know i think they get lost because of 
that you just see this one yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A black person right yeah yeah i think that i'll go back to here in a minute but i think that um there there becomes a very strong connection between your personal interests and likes yeah and then being black yeah you can be black and have different things that absolutely you, like. you know what i'm absolutely. saying like, like you just said with anime it made me think about like uh country music yeah. and just all of that like those are just that's how diverse we are because we can pick up any you know anything and love it right mm-hmm. that doesn't make us any less black at the same time the, the i think black culture has just been stereotyped so much to look like one thing where it really grabs from it's our history that is what black culture is right you know what i'm saying right. yeah so i don't know it's like that's kind of like the foundation of who we are but right. i mean as right. we grow and as you know the world change changes and people evolve yeah. like there's different layers they're at it you know on yeah and i think so much of it is who is controlling what we see mm-hmm. about ourselves mm-hmm. and trying to get some of that back because you know we created a whole bunch of shit like right. music like right. we were the first to do rock and roll country all that so you know i think that people forget that and then you know or our history they try to take it away from us mm-hmm. or try to whitewash it or whatever mm-hmm. and so i think that people you know forget that we are more than just like hip-hop and right you know r&b, right. R&B which are amazing so, things but yeah, yeah we have other parts to us that we have created as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure and we dope in that shit too so right <laughs> right what were you gonna say about um about hair yeah um you know i was perm shoddy yes you were and like, you were not going natural i was not going natural like i used to get perms every month there was a point in time I got perms every two weeks. <laughs> Ain't she crazy? I'm shocked. It wasn't even my doing. Mm-hmm. Like my mom did my used to do my relaxers at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to do them every two weeks. And it wouldn't just be on my edges. It would be my whole head. Mm-hmm. And so when I would finally go to a beautician, she'd be like, Who's doing your relaxer? And I'm like, my mother. And she's like, can you please tell her to stop? Like, because your hair doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. even need it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Right. Because right. all I know is, like what you said, well, my mom talks about, oh, your hair can't be nappy. Mm-hmm. And so this one girl, she used to wear her hair straight all the time. And she was mixed, but still. She was, she was Hispanic and black. But she went to our school. And I remember she came with this big curly hair one day and I was like oh my god what did you do to your hair I want my hair like that she's like I just stopped getting relaxers mm-hmm. and I was like what <laughs> and it does that <laughs> and so I went home and told my mom like I don't want to relax her anymore this girl has pretty curly hair like I want my hair to do that she's like your hair will never do that mm-hmm. your hair is nappy mm-hmm. and I'm like are you sure and she's like I'm positive so in my mind my hair was nappy yeah yeah and my hair would never do that yeah. like and so it wasn't until I big chopped my hair senior year like graduation mm-hmm. of, from college that I saw my real natural hair and understood texture mm-hmm. and you know diversity in hair and just everything coarseness and porosity oh. and just learned all those things and to your like you said you know we can't blame our moms for 
what they thought because it was just what they taught and that's just how they grew yeah. up and it was just so much i mean think about how much has come into mm-hmm. the natural hair market from right education and products and everything even in the last 10 years yeah right it's crazy like we didn't even have all these resources when we like when you went natural when right. i went natural like right youtube but, wasn't even booming like that no. with tutorials and stuff like that we was just trying to figure, figure it out yep. and, i was just in the bathroom with some scissors like here we go <laughs> <laughs> here we go yeah yeah, yeah. So, yes. so i've loved just seeing that progressing being able to see just every, I love everybody's hair. Like yeah. Curry's hair. Yeah. Her hair is beautiful. Gorgeous. I know. I know. And there's people who, even people who have like, you know, and I'm not really a hair type person, but mm-hmm. you know, 4C hair. Mm-hmm. The things that they can do, do with their hair. Oh my gosh. And when they blow it out, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and the different styles. Yeah. And, and that's just hair. That's yeah. the point. That, like, that's just hair. Right. Like, think right. about all the other things. Like, we're so diverse with the just hair mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten into you know our style and how right. we're trendsetters and everybody be trying to bite off us and can't ever duplicate the shit <laughs> it's beginning wrong <laughs> but when we do it it's ghetto but when they do it it's innovative it's, oh yeah <laughs> and creative it's oh yes on the cover of vogue oh and, yeah <laughs> but it's just i just love that about us and all the things that we are and that we do and even with like black lives matter which is a more mm-hmm. you know serious yeah topic um i think that it's just so funny to me how people who are not white i mean people who are not black how they just try to twist every y'all don't want to, us to be a part of what y'all got going on mm-hmm. but then y'all don't want to be excluded mm-hmm. like we when we say black lives matter it don't mean that don't nobody else matter mm-hmm. we just highlighting ours because we know that we don't matter to y'all. Yeah. We got to yeah. matter to somebody. We literally have a new committee at work around inclusiveness. Like, I think the committee is literally called inclusive or something. <laughs> like, um, Ooh, way to be original. <laughs> something like that. Um, but it's because other individuals complain that within us trying to be inclusive of everyone that they did not Not feel included included. um so trying to ensure that everyone feels included in inclusiveness and i'm like that just goes back to the fucking point that was the whole (laughs) point to begin with to begin with that yes you have always been included like I, i i get it and I get how when we have like major projects or like major initiatives that are really pushing diversity or black people or mm-hmm. Hispanics or um, LGBT committee community or whatever, like I get how that can feel isolating, I guess. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but it's like, think about if that never was, Mm-hmm. You've always been included. All the time. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's We do, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, I kind of roll my eyes when they were rolling that out because I'm like, okay, now we need to include you in some shit you've never been excluded from. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't, I don't, what's wrong with y'all? I don't understand. Everything. What's wrong with them? (laughs) And, And to talk about that during Black history month like mm. i was like oh okay this is great timing 
Mm. Speaking of, or Jenny, did you want to add Mm-mm. a point? Okay. Speaking of, what does it mean to be unapologetically black to y'all? Mm. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do this thing at work where I've just learned to be my true self. Like yeah. pretty, pretty much what, what y'all see is what the hell they see. Right. Like I curse Same. at work, everything. Same. Like I am a thousand percent me. I'm just a yeah. little bit more professional about yeah. it. Yeah. And so when like we, we have some like Simone and some other people that work with me or whatever, and they've come and found me because they work in areas that, I mean, most of our <laughs> don't have a lot of black, mm-hmm. other black people. And so, if you've never been in a in a company where you don't have a lot of diversity, um, yeah, you start to question like who you should be at work and do yeah. you have to code switch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, da 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 And so we've had very um, in depth conversations about code switch, and I'm like, yeah, like I did it to a certain extent earlier in my right. career. But then I learned it's not about code switching. It's not about trying to be something I'm not at work. It's about being my professional self. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I'm going to be me. And just be respectful. I'm just going to be professional yeah. and respectful. But, mm-hmm. like, you're going to get who I am. Like, yeah. there, there are times where I even talk in, like, very relaxed vernacular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, it means da 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 And they're like, oh, okay. Because you talk to me the same way. Well, exactly. Right. Like, if you're from the South, you use your, right. di- you know, uh-huh. different lingos and yeah. verbiage and, and whatever, slang or whatever you want to call right. it. You use that with me, and I'm just supposed to understand or I'm supposed to ask to mm-hmm. get it. And But that's you bringing your full self. So, I don't know. That's just for me being unapologetic is I'm going to bring my full self in every space. I'm just going to adjust it for appropriateness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, I think it's, yeah, being yourself Mm -hmm. and not trying to hide the fact that you're black. Like we all know that I'm black. You're looking at me, you know? Right. And it doesn't have to be a big thing or it doesn't have to be a sensitive subject that I remind you that I am black. So if you want to talk about my hair, okay, we're going to talk about it. Right. And I'm going to tell you why your hair cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Like Mm we're going to talk about it Mm -hmm. or this, this and that or whatever. Like there was this one, um, incident or something something had happened where uh somebody had asked me about hot water and dipping your braids Mm -hmm. because it was there was like a situation that had happened and so they were really trying to figure out Mm -hmm. like and i knew they was genuinely wanting to know so i have to explain that to them Mm -hmm. and then there was this one day at work where my old job there was like more black people there we were trying to prove a point that black culture was different. And so we kept asking all the white people, what does eat the cake anime mean? Like, do you know who anime is? We would ask them that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and no, another white people got it right. Because they all wanted to it's say bye Felicia. Uh-huh. Right, but they don't right. know that Felicia was what? a crackhead. Right, right, right. <laughs> so oh where do Lord. they think it came from? Just, I don't know. I mean, they, I know that people, I mean people said like on social media social media and stuff like is that where they thought that it originated from or just appropriating like they um, always do trying to be in and i'm good for calling out um i i I, i'm trying to think how i want to say this my issue with my um 
white team, not even my white team I got right now, all of my white teams I've had, Mm -hmm. is that they talk about stuff like everybody just know they shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to see such and so in concert this weekend. Oh, yeah, they do that at my job, too. They're going to sing this and that, and I'm I'm like... You're going to go see Luke Bryan? Now you know. Who's that, sis? And they're like, you don't know who that is? Mm -mm." No. I, I actually don't, but then... When Nipsey Hussle got killed, yeah, you want to come and ask, oh yeah, some rap guy got killed this weekend. I don't know who he was, and da 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 da, blah blah. blah. But it's like, okay, so it's okay for you not to know, no, exactly. Right. But when I don't know, it's oh what you sure and da da da. So I'm good for correcting that. Absolutely, like, even with like foods and shit. Like yep. I had, I'm gonna tell this one story and I'm gonna be quick. The, <laughs> we have a, like all these favorite things. We have like a favorite things list for our team. So mm-hmm. when people birthday, we know what they like. Mm-hmm. And so this girl loves Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. And so I was, and it's, there could be like snacks or restaurants or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, we were all getting all her favorite snacks. And I said, well, I'll pick up the Chex Mix and da da da. And so this other teammate was like, oh, I have my auntie's recipe and blah blah blah. And I was like what sis you got a recipe a recipe for Chex mix and she i said oh you take it then because i mm-hmm. i immediately realized this is some cultural shit i'm not in on yeah right. so she was like oh no you can you can do it Mm-mm. you have a recipe yeah i'm not making right. you go ahead and so when my boss came back i said you know i think so i, I just want to call out a cultural thing and she's like okay i said Black people don't make Chex Mix. So help me understand <laughs> what y'all do to Chex Mix. And she's like, what do you mean y'all don't make Chex Mix? I said, we go pick up the we Chex Mix it. in mm-hmm. the back. It says Chex Mix on yeah. it. We buy it from the store. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, no. Like, we, like, mix it up with butter. And you add things and add spices. And then you bake it. Oh, I've, I've like, had it before. But it, I've, I've never made it. Like, it, <laughs> It wouldn't oh, be something that I would like make and take somewhere. Like I've had it like at places for holidays. Like it just yeah. seems like it's something that's like It's like puppy you don't, chow. Yeah. Okay, that's what that's like, what I like then. This is something else. This is something different. Oh, okay. Puppy chow is puppy chow. Okay. This checks mix uh-huh. shit, that's something different. Never like, heard of it. They make sweet and spicy or just spicy. Oh, never mind. Da, da, da. I don't know about that one. And I was like, Oh yeah, black folk we don't do that. Mm-mm. And they was like, So what do y'all take to parties? Food. food. <laughs> Real food. I was like, y'all are taking snacks. snacks. If we I took meals. a snack, somebody be like, sis, okay, cool. Did you bring like some pop too? Or, or right. <laughs> some, some like, cup? Did you get the ice? Because we don't never remember ice. We ain't never got <laughs> so ice. So you in the clear if you brought the ice. Yeah. But. I said, we don't take casseroles and we definitely don't oh, take no, text mix. Like we cook. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. Yeah, for whole parties. Uh-huh. <laughs> same it's a lot of and there is nothing wrong with having yes, these exchanges yes, at yes, work yes. and it doesn't have to be a it thing it doesn't have to be a thing it could just be a conversation because I, like we all know that i'm black we all right. know that you're not black right yeah. and right. so there are differences and it is okay if we talk about it just don't get disrespectful right because right? then i'm gonna get disrespectful right. because i then, even had to catch myself there's been a few times where i'd be like black folks don't do that and i and i'm like but I don't want you to say that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to generalize. Yeah. Because you made me the black person who do who does. Yes. And I'm just like, I just don't. None of my people do. Yeah. But so I try to be careful with that. But I'm, I'm, oh, I'm good for calling out. Mm-mm, I'm yeah. black. I'm black. I don't. 
And I think, <laughs> right. And I think with being unapologetically black, it is like, I am going to be myself because mm-hmm. this is just who I am. And I have to be okay that you are going to be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like yeah. this going to make you uncomfortable because you know y'all want to act like color is the elephant in the room and it's really not like we really can have a conversation about it it doesn't have to be this taboo thing and so i i was able to not necessarily hide my blackness Mm -hmm. but i just didn't talk to people at work Mm -hmm. for a long time because i switched Mm -hmm. jobs Mm -hmm. but i've been at this last job for four years and i can't hide who i am Mm -mm. for that long because when you mad you ir- when I'm mad and irritated, that's probably really when mad come out. Mm-hmm. Like I get, oh real, yeah. I said, you know what? That bitch pissing me off. Like I, and that's not even. I just, I don't know. I just get I real at relaxed. Work, yeah. And, well, <laughs> I get quiet. How I always am when I'm mad. I'm quiet, so they know, and they also know very early on that my nose are nose, just like anywhere else in my life. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said I'm not doing that. I told doctors that I tell yeah, I'm not doing that. Like that's <laughs> not not to be lazy, but no, that's yeah. not the best thing for my patient or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No. You can do it. You figure it out. I'm not sticking this baby ten times. Like we mm-hmm. didn't get it the first time. Figure it out. Yeah. But you know, it's stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm I'm always myself any other time. Me like being self-aware of how black I am and purposefully slapping people with my blackness has always been my thing. Mm -hmm. So I can't hide that at work. Yeah. 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 I think that, well, and I feel like depending on like where, depending on like where you work can also, I feel like for me sometimes determine like how open or relaxed that I am, Mm -hmm. but I work in an environment where you know, like I'm pretty open and everybody's open about, you know, black, white, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's just a different environment. And so I feel like I never really had to like defend my blackness. Yeah. Um, but at this, because I feel like, I mean, working, you know, in the social work field, you kind of have to be able to understand different cultures right. and being able to, you know, work with like, everybody Mm -hmm. and so I feel like you know like we we joke and we have different conversations about like oh well you know I don't don't eat that or we don't do you know like but it's like you know nobody gets offended and anything like that so sometimes I think about like you know whenever I do leave this job or if I leave it and I am and I am an environment when it's where it's not like this like how will I be able to like will I be able to just be you know unapologetically myself or Mm -hmm. black Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think about that but I think that like you said it's not that you are not who you are you're just Mm -hmm. professional about it and I think that's what like I am you know what I just thought about Jenny while you were talking um you said that you realized that you were black or like you identified that really like three for mm-hmm. and it was because of the conversations you were having and but you grew up like in a different type of environment yeah and I'm wondering like I'm thinking about my son yeah and like how he goes to a very Caucasian mm-hmm. Asian Indian like it's diverse in that way but there's literally two black babies and they happen to be in his class so yeah. um but he isn't around a lot of, you know, black people there. And how I even tell him at one, you're black mm-hmm. and your mama is black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering <laughs> if like that's taught more 
when you're in that type of environment like that has to be reaffirmed more it does when you don't grow up around Mm -hmm. mostly black people yeah and it's so i'm like Maybe that's why we never had the conversation because it's like, well, duh, you it black. was exactly yeah. you know exactly. what I'm saying yeah. exactly versus if I was immersed into you know a dynamic like he's in right, right. now, oh maybe you know you got to be reminded yeah because there's plenty of black kids at his daycare they have white parents mm-hmm. and those kids don't know mm-hmm. right and 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 that's been identified from like the teachers and stuff like that like the black teachers mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's like I, that's just what i was thinking about when i was when you were talking yeah cuz i think like once i i started to be what we call this i call myself the speck of pepper in a sea of salt <laughs> so <laughs> when i was in nursing school i was the only like full black girl in my class of 90 yeah and then when i got my current nursing job i was the only black nurse on my floor and i started my job in 2016 yeah so i think that getting all of that reassurance at home when i was young Mm -hmm. um helped me to be comfortable or just be okay with being myself Mm -hmm. it still was uncomfortable Mm because i feel like when we talk about hypertension they say black people got it Mm -hmm. the whole room looks at me Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. weird shit like that but and I still like not necessarily struggle, but it's like, dang, don't nobody look like me up in here. Like, yeah, yeah. we're my people. Yeah. And so um, and then I think I really started coming out because I put my homegirl on in my job, mm-hmm. which I who I've known since like middle school. Yeah. So I think that helped me. Yeah. yeah. Come out more. more. Yeah. But I think that um, you have to get it home uh, to be more confident in those spaces and mm-hmm. realizing, well, this is kind of how life is, especially mm-hmm. in Indiana and mm-hmm. in other places as well, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think my family was scared of white people. Yeah. I think that they, uh, not to the, not to the end of the spectrum, like Jenny was talking about, about just white people being black bad necessarily Mm -hmm. but definitely having motives Mm -hmm. like that was taught to me very young just about white people and their motives and blah 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 and so when I end up going to Butler and had to deal with like racist situations I think I almost rebelled against that yeah um and so like I would call my mom and be like this white girl said da 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 like my parents are very uncomfortable with identifying white people as white people yeah like you know saying yeah like a lot of black some black people just don't call them that and i'm like so they can call us black but i can't call them white exactly like what what exactly so they want you to call them caucasian yeah oh okay and i'm like i'm like but she white Mm -hmm. they're white it's not a racial slur right 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 but it was like just weird dynamics Mm -hmm. just weird dynamics between us like that when it came to race see i like this i mean i think that it's just crazy that i'm like kind of like these things are coming to surface you know as me being almost a 28 year old woman but i mean just having this conversation it just makes me think about how like you know growing up i was told that white people were a certain way but i feel like now that i think about it like i like growing up like i didn't have any negative or bad feelings towards like white people so Mm -hmm. like the things that you know i was being told like that didn't make me apprehensive to like talk to them Mm -hmm. i think what happened was the fact that 
you know, who I was being told this information by, it made me kind of look at black people a certain way because right. like I never experienced any bad issues. So I was wondering like, why am I being told this? Yeah. Um, okay. So mm. it just made me really, and I don't know. I mean, it just made me question who I am. It made me question, you know, what it, what it means to be black. Like, you know, I think that for me, I don't necessarily remember my family really talking about white people it was more so like highlighting and uplifting being black mm -hmm. and then knowing the history and making that connection with how yeah. white people felt about us i didn't really have to be told you know anything because they would show themselves mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like in lots of situations so it was like yep white people white people and they doing what they know <laughs> white people white people yeah, they just whiten. They oh, whiten. I don't know. They just being themselves. I, like, they showed themselves, you know. Yeah. Even with little racial microaggressions mm -hmm. at work and mm -hmm. all that stuff like that. Like, I don't know. if I, Yeah, like I said, I was necessarily taught anything negative. But I didn't. I don't think I had to, like I said. Mm -hmm. I don't think I had to. I just knew what was up. Mm -hmm. You see, I think that if I, if I was told, like, what I was told, but then I was also, like, taught you know about about the black culture and like what it means to be black and that was like highlighted then my experience would be a little right. different but it's like I was being told that but on the other you know spectrum like it wasn't like uplifting right black, like who I am as a black person like I wasn't mm -hmm. being taught any of that mm -hmm. so then it's like well I'm kind of just stuck in this weird space of like kind of not really knowing anything mm -hmm. of, you know yeah yeah my family we always have these very heavy conversations about just yeah being black but and a lot of like i said like you said a lot of people feel like they don't have to do that because you're black like mm -hmm. i gotta tell you that you're black you already know that you're black mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i mean you know that's cool too but i think the only time we i mean not the only time we talked about black people all the time but i think it was just we never called it out like that yeah the only times i really remember it being called out like that is if it was something bad yeah like oh <laughs> this black person just went and did xyz why yeah. they always got to do that making us look right bad. or um this black person got hurt for they was pulled over and da 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 happened mm -hmm. or whatever whatever and dang we can't do nothing right and being black you something always gonna happen like it was like scenarios like that where it was mm -hmm. called out and so it was like well dang yeah, or if like something, or if something was to happen, somebody would say, oh, "I bet it was a black person." Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's just like, yeah, which is so sad, and it's like, I get that systemic oppression. Not to get all deep, but <laughs> like, you know, yeah, what what we see is quote unquote normal. What has been normal mm -hmm. has been what white people say. Right. So we. Right have gotten that like society's what is okay from mm -hmm. white people mm -hmm. so we got you know negative self-talk from that because yeah. they didn't told us yeah this is mm -hmm. you know a bad like you being black is bad and blah 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 and you know and then we tried to integrate ourselves you know so we thought that what we had was bad because i mean the conditions were bad but you know what yeah. i mean yeah so i think we just that has like oppression and racism has made us you know negative self-talk mm -hmm. about ourselves instead of flipping it on the other side and embracing who we are and so i think that a lot of people um you know get that it's always black people or bl yeah. negative self-talk about black people mm -hmm. 
from that because it wasn't until like we said recently um, minus like the civil rights movement but it wasn't until like you know recently with all these different movements that uplift us that we're seeing different images of mm-hmm. us well, even with that sorry y'all you all right i had to open these sour patch kids you good um i also have an issue when people always try to find something wrong with black people that we consider iconic. Do you think it's like a cancel culture thing or? Like, for example, oh, Martin Luther King used to cheat on his wife. And da, da, da. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> or like with the Kobe thing. The Kobe thing. Yeah. That situation happening. Or like I saw it was a news article going around about interview found from years ago where Oprah says she wished she was white. It was just like really? Yeah. Like can y'all relax? Just let people be. Like it's all that necessary. <laughs> and not that uh, I get every, every you know the people are human and they have right. dirty laundry right. but I, I always feel like when it comes to like famous or iconic black people like I said they try to cancel out everything that they've done with their dirty laundry. Yeah. But white people do not get canceled for oh, their shit. Absolutely and not. and so mm-hmm. like I find it's that just... very that's very problematic for yes. me. And like people like, I can't believe you listen to Michael mm. Jackson still. Cause you know he was oh, a molester. Stop Fuck it. you. Like, mm. yeah, I listen to Michael Jackson still. Yeah. And I always will. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stop it. Just stuff yeah. like that. Or you still watch the Cosby show? I sure do. Mm-hmm. But you're a woman. Uh-huh. And I grew up watching the Cosby show and I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And that does not take Cliff, away from situ- the situation. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. I can, maybe I can just separate that shit. But mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I for me, no, that doesn't take away from their the things that, that they, they have done before th- knowing of of some other stuff. I think that um I'm not taking away from victims if victims yes, are right, uh, right. a part of it, but yeah. it's like but we're multiplicity people, like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we have different sides and mm-hmm. so we have different layers and so I can respect this person's art mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is and it's still like, I'm not taking away from like you said victims or anything me like listening yeah. to Michael Jackson if I'm in my room doesn't take away from somebody else's story yeah. or right. When it comes to like R. Kelly, like, you know, if people choose to still listen to R. Kelly, like if I'm in my living room listening to him, like, yeah, it might be something personal that I would feel some type of way about, mm-hmm. but it's not, I mean, who knows? Like, no, I mean, those victims, I mean, it's not taken away from their story mm-hmm. and it's not saying that it's less than, mm-hmm. um, but going back to what you were saying, I think that like that annoys me so much because it's just like this message that people are sending that not nobody's perfect, but it's almost like, oh, well, you know, when people's like, will say, oh, well, I, I knew that he wasn't going to make it or I knew they weren't going to be able to do da da da. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you're trying to give that message like, oh, well, you know, that's a black person. I knew they weren't going to be able to, you know, have this like clear path. But it's like right, we're, we're right. people. We're all right. human. And like, why yeah. try to like highlight the negative things where they have like all these like things that they've done well right just like with the media when people when black people die and it's like some horrific incident why we always had to bring up they mugshot or mm-hmm. shit that they must have mm-hmm. did in the past but we do not do the same thing for white people no. 
And it's like, it gets so tiring. Like, and that's why it makes me go harder in defending my blackness because society tries mm-hmm. to tear it down so much. So I'm going to keep slapping you in the face with it. Yeah. You know, because y'all do enough to try to tear us down even in the age of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. Yeah. So to wrap this up on a positive note. Yeah. Um, I want you to finish the sentence. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be black because black people are blank. Okay. So I'll but, say no. <laughs> I'm proud to be black because black people are innovative. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be black because black people are. I have too many words. No, no, it don't have to be head. one word. Oh, okay. Dope and eclectic yes. and creative yes. and uh, resilient. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, wait, what's the what's the sentence? I'm, I'm proud, proud to, to be, be black, black because, because black, black people, people are. Okay, so I'm proud to be black. My my favorite word I like to use. But anyways, I'm proud to be black because black people are magical. Like I feel yes, like they just are. make they make stuff happen, we you do. know, without even having anything. Everybody wants like to you be said us. they're resilient, yeah. you know. Yes, everybody persevere. wants to be us. Often yeah. Yeah. imitated, never duplicated. Ever, ever. All right. So, you know, our listener friends, if you are listening with us and you want to chime in, please hit us up, answer the questions, you know, interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at shenanigans underscore pod. Let us know why you are proud to be black. So thanks for joining us today. We're actually going to keep this keep this episode at the hot topic level for this week we really just want to focus on being black especially within black history month um and that's what we wanted um that's what we wanted to focus on for this show but we will be back with our episode with our segments next time and don't be upset but uh because we're having another episode next week so we want to give y'all too much too yeah, soon. Yeah, too right, much right, too soon. So we're right. going to ease back into it, but we will be back next week. Instead of two weeks from now, we'll have segments, and we'll also have a special guest. Hey. hey. You'll like it. You'll like it. So you do not want to miss out. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, us exploring our blackness because we all have very different um, backgrounds yeah. and experiences and we know that you do too so definitely share those with us on social like we said at shenanigans underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter join the conversations we're going to be having some live conversations coming yes. up soon um, so definitely join those get on our list follow us so that you can be a part of that and Jenny's going to close us out with a she-spiration yes yeah, so this week's <laughs> she-spiration is don't make yourself small or try to fit into a box for someone who wouldn't be able to even fill the spaces between sentences. Oh. Oh. Yes. Thanks. Oh, snaps. I. Right, we will catch y'all next week. Bye, Bye.